I'm Greg, and you're listening to Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Hey, Polly, how you doing? Good, Greg. How are you? I'm doing all right. Today, our guest is a neighbor of ours right down the road. We have the Newport Community School coming on board. Oh, oh I have a lot of questions for them. Oh, yeah? I always hear like all this stuff that they're doing and I feel like I have it mixed up because some of it is continuing ed, some of it is kids stuff, some of it is basic needs. It doesn't seem like it could all be under one organization. Well, I got news for you because we got pretty much the whole staff really coming on board to talk to us today. Awesome. So we're going to clarify things. We're going to hear about all the great work that they're doing. They're doing a lot, not just um, academically, but uh, prevention-wise, too. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Wow. We love prevention. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Without further ado, today joining us on our Totally Preventable podcast, we have the dynamic team of the Newport Community School. We have Tracy Shea, Alyssa Hurstbrenner, Carl Magner, and Quentin Jones. Thank you very much for joining us today. How are you all doing? Good. Doing great. Thanks. Is, Welcome. This is a party this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody had their coffee. We're ready to rock and roll. <laughs> uh, to, to start off, can you um, individually tell us about yourselves and your role at the Newport Community School? Sure, I'll start. Um, again, my name is Tracy Shea. I'm the executive director for the Newport Community School. And my role at the community school is to oversee all executive functions and operations um, and work with our board directly as part of the leadership. And um, a very good portion of my job is also to work on sustainability for to ensure that we have the goods and the resources to operate our programs and, and activities. My name is Alyssa Hersperner and I'm the NCS Connects coordinator. Um, my role is I do I plan family engagement activities for Rogers High School and Thompson Middle School and then also take care of um, basic needs services for Thompson and Rogers. I'm Carl Magner. I work at Rogers High School with the, uh, the high school students, the program coordinator for all of our after school programs. Um, and I also run our senior project, uh, which all the seniors are required to do uh, for graduation. Um, and do a little bit of recruiting for the uh, adult uh, education center that we have just for the high school kids to get a jump start on some careers that they'd be interested in. Um, Quentin Jones, I'm program coordinator for the Newport Community School at Thompson. Um, me and Carl have sim have the same title, but there's a little difference in um, our programs that we run and certain things that we have going on between the high school kids and the middle school kids. Um, we both see like the or we oversee um, the day to day operations of after school programs, um, and in the summer we have summer programs as well. Um, but I don't deal with many of the adult education uh, learning center stuff. That's more, more his stuff. But um, yeah, so I just oversee day to day operations with you know the, the the young kiddos and all their programs that they got going on. Right. Great, thank you. Um, so. I was excited that you guys were coming on because I hear all the great things you do, but I can't quite figure out everything you do. Like I, I once, like sometimes I think you're adult education, and then sometimes I think you're uh, uh, basic needs services, and then sometimes I think like 
I think you're doing all that stuff, but could you tell us um, about the Newport Community School and its mission and vision so that we can better understand? Sure, I'll, I'll start with that. And, and these guys can chime in at any point in time. So the, the mission of the Newport Community School is really to work in collaboration with our local schools and, and community partners to provide educational opportunities that complement classroom learning, support academic success, personal uh, responsibility, and economic self-sufficiency, um, you know, in, in, in to engage a vibrant community. And, and so when you talk about all those things, I think maybe you do this and maybe you do that. Yeah, we do do all those things. There, there's three very significant buckets of, of programming that we work out of. Um, one is the out of school time, after school space and summer learning space, which Quinn and, and, and Kyle do an outstanding job of running the day-to-day -day operations serving Thompson Middle School and Rogers High School. So that's all after school programs, uh, whether they happen in the summer, whether they happen after school, right after school, or um, you know, at various points in times. And then we have this other bucket of the NCS Connects program, which is what Alyssa leads. And that's really that basic need that you mentioned. You know, um, it, that program is very specific to health, wellness, and family support. And, and we, we started that program back in 2009 because we were already doing so much with, with out-of-school time programs and in, in collaboration with Newport Public Schools that we, we also saw that you'd kind of need a standalone program to really address family need, family engagement, health, wellness, and family support. So that's where basic needs comes out of any health kind of clinic, whether it's a vision clinic, dental clinic, working in collaboration with partners, um, we uh, do have a, a school-based food pantry here, all, all those things. And, and even, you know, when you talk about health and wellness, of course, we're talking about prevention programs. And of course, we're talking about making things totally preventable and, and happening. Like, why are we waiting till the shoe drops, right? We're not going to do that. We're doing all these things to make sure that our kids and our families are really connected to services where they feel safe, where they feel secure, where they can really thrive. And then the last bucket is our adult education program, which is led by our uh, adult ed uh, director, Kathy Evans, who unfortunately could not be here with us this morning. Um, that program is a very large program, serves over 800 adult learners a year. That program does serve all of Aquidneck Island and beyond versus our out of school time programs and our youth programs, which really solely serve the city of Newport and, and specifically Thompson and, and Rogers. Um, and the adult ed program is everything that, that you think an adult ed program. It is a full service program. It's one of the fourth largest programs in the state. Um, and it has everything from GED to ESL multi-level to a ton of job training programs, certified nursing, phlebotomy, EKG tech, uh, teacher assistant programs, uh, trade programs, pipe fitting, electrical and plumbing. And then we also have all types of services that are linked to that as far as case management and, and next step advising to help um, the students, the adult students get placed into jobs and working with, with local uh, industry and partners. So it, that is a very large and comprehensive program. So those are the main three buckets that, that we fall under and, and how they link to, to the mission that, that I first spoke of when we first started speaking. You are as busy as I thought you were. I couldn't. I, pretty busy. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that you were doing all those things. I guess that would be fun. <laughs> now, 
Now, how does that, how does the Newport Community School, how do you define success and, and how successful has this model been? So we um, actually celebrated our 20th year of service last year. So we're moving into 21 years. Um, and, and and thank you. And I think we, you know, we've always defined success on, on, on how successful the folks we're, we're serving are doing, you know, are our high school students um, moving through high school with minimal bumps in the road, re- achieving academic success, moving on uh, beyond, beyond high school, either into college, the military or trade, you know, are our middle school kids being well cared for and are uh, being nurtured and again, you know, experience academic success and moving on grade to grade to grade. Um, are our families that some of them that could be in crisis are not feeling that crisis anymore. The things are tamped down a little bit. Things are becoming a little bit easier for them. You know, are our adult learners um, engaged in programming and working on self-sufficiency and, and working within that mission? So I guess you know we we've always looked at success of are we following our mission? Do do we understand what our goals are as an organization is and 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 how you know how do we keep on moving along and always asking the question like what's next you know what's next now how can we help you um, and and that's really what defines you know success for 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 me personally as leadership but but also I think amongst our, our staff and and that's pretty much what we model you know every single day. Great. I'd also add. Um... I'll add on to that. I think the model is very successful because it helps that, you know, we're in the school. Um, so we get to see these kids day to day. You know, I, I go see the kids in the, in the school every every lunch period, whether it's uh, grade, from grade five to grade eight, I'm in the lunches, you know, talking to kids, building that relationship, you know, just so it helps when it comes to after school programming. Um, and they know they can come to us for anything um, and to Alyssa for the, you know, connects uh, stuff, but it's great that we're in the building. Um, I've also seen other outside organizations kind of model our model. Um, so that tells us, tells me at least that it's, uh, it's working and that it helps. So that's something I just wanted to add. Hey, Quentin, do you, do you find it easy or do you find it more difficult to, to develop that relationship or bond with, with the youth fifth through eighth grade? Um, I would say it kind of really depends on the kids. Um, I do my best to reach out you know, as much as possible um, and speak to them. Um, in the summer, we have a Thompson one-on-one program that gives the incoming fifth grade an, an introduction to the middle school here. And that really helps me break through a lot for the fifth grade. And it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the years here. Um, as long as they you know, stay with the community school, come after school, do programs, do their homework um, and so on. I would say, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say, um, it definitely gets harder as time goes on when they get older, because um, then they start to, you know, think for themselves, they don't have to, well, depending on their home life, um, they, they kind of make decisions by themselves and they, they go on to certain paths. Um, but I, I would say it's, it's in the middle. Okay. If another school was considering this model, what would you say the best the biggest benefits to your school has been? You know, the person that's been here for majority of the time, 21 years, sadly, 
maybe not sadly. <laughs> um, I will say, and, and we're often asked this question, so I'm glad you asked this question. Um, we are asked this question, you know, going back to the success question that you asked uh, previously, you know, the community school has been heavily evaluated in its model, heavily evaluated. And, and, and there's, there's some hot data out there that really does express you know, what engagement in community school will do for you and, and after school programs in general. We were also studied by the US Department of Education a few years ago around our partnership with Newport Public Schools and how that partnership resonates to success for student. And so when, when you ask the question about what this could do for other schools, I mean, it's positive, it's effective. And, you know, schools should not be operating in isolation. That, that's an old industrial model that, that happened way, way back in the 50s, 60s, where now schools should be open sources. They should be hubs of all activities in your community. Parents should be, be felt welcomed when walking into school and feeling like they have a voice. Students should feel the same way. And that's what community school does. Community school also leverages in additional resources, whether they're human capital resources or actually monetary resources to help, help run programs that honestly, a, a public school, and it's not a knock on public education, it just is what it is, a public school cannot do. Um, a, you know, who's gonna manage the, the school-based food pantry? Who's, who's gonna manage that? Is it gonna be a guidance counselor? Is it, who's gonna do that when everybody's already stretched so thin? So when you think about the community school model and you really think about what, what we do as a model and as an organization that follows that model, it provides the teacher the ability to just be a teacher and not have to be a social worker or a police officer or this or that. It allows a guidance counselor to just be a guidance counselor and be the expert at that and really reach kids where they are. And then when it comes to some of those external barriers, you know, whether it's homelessness or, or, or addiction that, that kids or, or families are experiencing at home, um, you know, that's where we kind of step in and, you know, you know, when the math teacher is really upset that so-and-so didn't do well on, on, you know, the math quiz, is it because they're experiencing homelessness? Is it because they slept on someone's floor of someone's house and some random house? And if that's the case, then, you know, why the, the, the teacher now has the ability to reach out to listen and say, hey, can you make a phone call? Can you check on this family? Maybe they do need some basic needs support and they just don't know who to reach out to. So it's just garnering additional resources and leveling those resources and really making it a positive experience. And in our case, um, we have had a very positive experience um, in, in collaboration with Newport Public Schools. If you walked through our buildings, we're all school-based, my office is still in Thompson. And if you walk through the building, you don't really know who's a community school staff person and, and, and who's really a Newport Public School staff person. And quite honestly, that's the way it should be because we're all working collaboratively and together. So I would always encourage people to, to look at the model, to understand the model and really truly understand that a full service model like our model, which offers multiple facets is really a positive and effective way to support academic success. Wow. You do a tremendous amount of work. I remember seeing, I had a meeting with Alyssa before from our grand families and she came with this clipboard just full of just activities. <laughs> and I was like, 
oh my gosh how you said yeah this is just summer like what (laughs) wow (laughs) so um how are students are, are they referred to come to the community school or do they just make their way to your office how does that flow work not necessarily it's it's you know our doors are open to any thompson or or rogers kid uh, who wants to engage in in programming and and the the the, the staff um, Quentin and Kyle and Alyssa will talk about their programming a little bit more. Um, on, on Alyssa's side, I would say yes. Typically, that is more of kind of a referral uh, situation, whether it comes from the school nurse, a guidance counselor, school administrator, another teacher. That because of the the kind of feel uh, and services that are tied to it. But any any student who wants to participate in an after school program that we're offering can do so. Um, Summer, sometimes, yes, kids can be referred based on the program and, and based on what's going on. If it's, uh, you know, for, for learning loss or something of that nature, yeah, we'll get a referral from, from guidance. But so it, it's either way. And as far as adult ed goes, you know, that is definitely, um, obviously, students register as they see classes that they want to participate in, and the doors are always open there. Quinton, can you tell us... Um, what programs and services you have specific to Thompson? Yes, so I have a plethora of programs uh, at the school. We have five sessions of programming um, a year. Um, We're getting ready to close up session one, going into session two. So just to give you some programs that I have for this session, um, we run run programs Monday through Thursday. Friday, there's no programs. Um, and then I'll, I'll pretty much run you down how the day starts. So at the end of the day, the kids will meet me and uh, our staff in the cafeteria for a snack and they'll check in with me so I can get, you know, fill out attendance, make sure I know who's here and know where they're supposed to be going. Um, we're up there in the cafeteria for about 20, 25 minutes. Then we come downstairs to the fifth grade hallway um, for one hour of homework help from about, you know, the time I get down here to the time program starts, which is between three and four o'clock. Programs will start at four, run till five, or run till six. Um, at the end of the day, they'll get transportation home by us in our van. Um, so that's, that's great. Um, so on Mondays, we have programs like origami, which is like an arts and crafts kind of ordeal. Um, we have a soccer program, which the Spanish teacher here um, helps us out a lot with. Um, she speaks Spanish, so she engages with a lot of the Spanish-speaking uh, children that we have here, which is great for them because... Um, Feel like they definitely need to be involved more. We don't want them to feel left out. Um, the uh, Savvy Virginia University, they have a program with us every Monday and Wednesday. It's called Sammy's After School Program. Um, it's a great program that the kids get to go over there, see the campus, kind of, you know, speak to college students, um, see what college life is about. They also learn a bunch of things there. They had last year, they made, they had this big project. Um, and a showcase at the end of the year, which was great. Um, they play games, you know, talk about, you know, what they could do in school to get better, whether it's learning, in life, things like that. Um, on a Tuesday, we have a chess club, which is very popular. Um, I'm, I'm actually hoping we can find maybe other programs or schools to compete with in, in the future, which would be great to do. I know we've done it in the past, but it was like a, a long time ago. Um, we have a role models program, which is Bike Newport. They're right across the street. 
Um, the staff over there do a great job. They take our kids out on bike rides around the city, um, teach kids how you know to ride bikes, how to repair bikes, um, which is a great thing to do. Um, so we also have yoga on Tuesdays. We have about, I'd say anywhere between five and eight kids who do that every Tuesday. Um, men yoga business right down the street. They're great. They show up and they do a great thing, great things with the kids. Um, the kids love like the lavender cloths that they have, um, which is, they have, they have a blast with that as well. Uh, Wednesdays we have open gym. Um, Thursdays we have open gym. So kids can come in here, go to the gym, shoot some hoops if they want to shoot hoops. Um, so it's a great way to keep these kids, you know, in the building, learning, getting their work done um, and having fun. And also every quarter we have an academic recovery program for students that received a between a 55 and a 64 in one of their classes. So the teacher will refer them to me. And then for two weeks every quarter, they'll come after school and do like usually a substantial project or um, catch up on homework to bring up their grade to a passing grade. Wow. I really like the fact that you've eliminated a lot of the barriers that would really stop youth from, from joining like the transportation issue or the, um, the uh, ESL student and by having a, uh, a person who speaks Spanish on like, just right there for them. So I, I really admire that about the program. Right. And I love all, all the opportunities to do different things. So mm -hmm. it's not just like, oh, if I stay, I have to play chess. You know, maybe I have to play chess for a little bit, but then I can do yoga and get a lavender cloth. Yeah. And the the other and the the other the way the the sessions are designed too is that you know we do obviously have some program providers that are with us all year um, that that do maybe the same program every every single session because it is a popular program and it allows more kids to take it. But every single session does look different. You know, maybe uh, we we bring in somebody else to do another program in session two. Um, so, and a lot of that revolves around like what kids like want to do, what they like. You know, we're we're here to engage them, and and to make them feel safe, to make them feel comfortable. Um, for 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 our, our uh, MML students, for our multi-language students, to make sure that they feel included, that even if their their language skills are not that great, they there's still someone here to communicate and work with us and work with the other kids to really kind of bridge that gap, you know. So I think that that's the great thing about community school and about its programs that they always change. And you know, in the summer we definitely have like kind of a set kind of protocol of of the seven different programs that we run between J July and August um, and, and pretty prescriptive because they all kind of meet a different target and a different need, whether it's students transitioning from grade five, from grade four to grade five or from grade eight to grade nine or recovery programs that, you know, Alyssa spoke of that we also do in the summertime, you know, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty prescri prescriptive or the, the summer learning program, summer success that we do on Salvate's campus for, for four weeks, you know, those are for students that have made gains, but if they're not exposed, their gains are going to go away by the time they get back to school. So, you know, I think always having that variety of program that meets everybody's need and that is attractive to everybody makes people want to stay and it makes them feel safe, secure, and comfortable. Now, Carl, can you tell us about the Rogers program services? Uh, yeah, it's hard to follow Q because he has a lot more programs than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So uh, I have a handful of programs. Uh, I think our biggest one is uh, between the JROTC program and the homework help that we have. Um, you know, it's there is a JROTC class during the day, uh, but they reached out to open it up to the whole school uh, for kids that uh, didn't sign up for uh, that course uh, during the school day itself. So they hold stuff after school. Um, the homework help uh, that I have, I have a few teachers that help with tutoring uh, and it's free tutoring for all the students. Um, and with the high school, uh, when we were talking about referrals earlier, um, I think mostly at the high school, uh, I work with referrals. Uh, the students or the teachers or the deans, um, any of the other faculty, they usually reach out to me and say, this student would benefit uh, working after school with you. And then I kind of reach out to that student individually and uh, try and get a feel and uh, introduce them to the program to you know get them boosted, uh, get them really getting their grade up there and wanting to be successful for that year. Um, we also have a French program, uh, which teaches uh, French and uh, other European cultures, which is a lot of fun. Uh, if I go in there, I get free cookies. So um, I, uh, I like to stop in that one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like Alyssa brought up the academic recovery or credit recovery. We also do that a couple times a year at the high school. Uh, same criteria between a 55 and a 64. Uh, that one's, that's all referrals. Um, so, you know, um, trying to think of, so I do this senior project. Um, the senior project, I think, is one of the bigger parts of my job because that's it takes up most of uh, the year. Um, and senior project is required for uh, graduation, um, which is 15 hours of community service or job shadowing. Um, and then they kind of tie it into college readiness by adding assignments like your college essay, college resume, um, and then helping you really being able to write those and make them look good. So um, yeah, it's pretty much where I'm at in the high school. Now, in high school, teens are, can be, can be difficult. They're already under a lot of pressure, yeah. very, very busy. How is it for, for you to build trust to, and to gain trust from, from students? Uh, snacks usually help, mm. um, <laughs> but also like a lot of times, like I'm like, Hey, come after school. I got free snacks and, you know, some drinks for you. And, uh, oh, oh, all right. Yeah, no, you know, but it's, it's hard to get a lot of kids to stay after school, yeah. uh, do more work. You know, they just did six or seven hours of school work and now they're like, wait, you want me to stay after and do more work? That doesn't sound fun. Um, but it's, it's trying to engage, you know, trying to, what are you into? What are you interested in? And trying to find the relationship on that. Um, you know, I try and, you know, open up myself a little bit more to these kids because when they're in high school, they're, they're at that maturity level of, they want to know who they're talking to, you know? Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's getting more on a, like a personal level with a lot of these kids. Okay. Now, how does it work with, the Newport Community School being enmeshed into Rogers and Thompson. You're two separate entities, right? Correct. We're, we're definitely two separate entities. And, and that's where I go back to the actual community school model. So there's an actual community school model. It's very, very popular many years ago, particularly in the Midwest, where you had a an entity, whether it's a nonprofit, like 
Community School is a 501c3 recognized nonprofit organization. Um, so whether you have a nonprofit or you know another group coming in and working as that that um, well-established partner with the district. So when we first started community school, um, we first started here at Thompson Middle School and it was right when Thompson was reopening um, after it was being built. So that was obviously 21 years ago, many years ago. And I think the beauty of it was is the program moved in when everybody else moved in. So it just gave this natural feel like, oh, like they're a part of us. Um, we are definitely governed like a nonprofit. We have a separate board of directors. We have a separate budget. So a lot of, when, when I say it's a partnership, it is a true partnership. It's about communication. It's about respect. It's about understanding what one person is doing in that partnership with the other person. And, you know, it, it has worked for us here. Um, I, I can't say though that it, it has worked in other communities um, and, and that could be for a variety of reasons. Uh, but here, you know, the, the, the idea and the concept of, of having a community school model into the buildings was always welcomed with open arms because at the end of the day, um, I think the leadership of Newport Public Schools had a very clear vision and understood exactly what I talked about before about how not to work in isolation. Because when you work in isolation, it's really not going to be fruitful or beneficial to you as, as, as the local school department, but also to the folks that you're serving. So we've had a very uh, open and honest and, and, and respectful relationship with Newport Public Schools for, for 21 years now, and we anticipate that, that that will continue. But we are separate and governed separately, a separate operations budget, and we operate just like any other nonprofit. We just happen to be sitting in their buildings and like the man who came to dinner and never left, right? That's who we are. <laughs> That's who we are. All right. We got cookies, we got dinner. Now. Yeah, we got everything around here. <laughs> so so Alyssa, not to not to leave you out, uh, can you tell us about the NCS Connects? Um yeah, so I'm the NCS Connects coordinator. Um I do a lot of family engagement activities. Um, for example, last year, I was able to put on a wellness fair for Thompson Rogers families. It was open to all of Newport here. Um, there was COVID tests, COVID vaccines, free groceries for families, um, different organizations and little shops came and had a table here at Thompson. Um, so that was really fun. We did that years ago, I believe we had a wellness fair here at Thompson. So it was fun to bring it back. Um, I heard it was a success, but I got COVID like two days before. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> so, yeah, so I so say. <laughs> but I heard it was great. Um, and then for school-wise, um, what happens is a guidance counselor or even teachers, principals, admin will refer a child to me. Um, I have clothes available for students, a food pantry for families, um, school supplies. Um, this year we were able to give every student here at Thompson um, a pencil, pencil pouch with supplies that they would need for their first week of school. Um, and the food pantry, we're able to just deliver it right to the families so they don't have to worry about being able to come pick it up or they can have it almost immediately, um, which is great. Um, so the, the, this, 
example of the wellness fair is a, is a perfect example when we go back and, and, and we think about the comments about you know, prevention and, and, and how a lot of the things we do is, is geared towards prevention. And so having that wellness fair, and yes, we, we had one many, many years ago, so we did bring it back. We thought it was a great idea to bring back at the time because it was just when things were starting to reopen, maybe people would feel more comfortable kind of in that L where they could go table to table in bigger areas and not be sitting in a room with 200 people, you know, for, for an hour. Um, and it was a big success. We, we, we had well over 200 people, um, folks in, in, in um, true to, to our mission, all community, different community partners and working on, on different activities that, that promote, you know, health and wellness and, and educational, uh, obviously, opportunities. And so it was a great, it was a great way to kind of, A, kind of get back to normal, right? Mm -hmm. But B, really highlight really truly what our mission is. Like that event really, really speaks to who we are, what we do and how we do it and bringing everyone together. And, and, and for a reason, and that's to have things looked at through the lens of things can be totally preventable if you work on them, if, if, if you offer opportunity, if you engage with people there is a way to prevent things from happening in in majority of the time it's through connection and it's through a relationship or it's through engagement wow. one thing that i wanted to say about what Alyssa was just talking about I, I thought it was cool that you said that you deliver from the food pantry so that takes away that whole you know worry from that that child thinking that oh i'm gonna have to walk around with this until i go home and then people are gonna know what my home situation is but you yeah, that whole stigma, right? That that whole stigma of just removing that and and not um, not having that 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 anxiety that goes along with that. You know, there's a lot of mixed feelings when it comes to food insecurity and homelessness, and and um, and and so we, we're very mindful of that, and we're quite respectful of it, and and we understand how how not being as respectful and mindful could lead to issues for students. Wow. NCS yeah. just breaking down barriers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had instances too where parents at first don't like decline help, but once I explain, well, I can just drop it off at your house. I'll leave it on the porch even. You don't have to worry about coming to get it because they also, you know, it's a pride thing. They don't want to have to come into school and grab what they need. But once they hear like, no, I'll get it and I'll drop it off. They're like, oh, okay, then yeah, I'll help that is awesome that is awesome so what are thanks just taking all the questions no you know what i yeah I did. <laughs> <laughs> my fault it's okay Jenny. <laughs> i'm just hooked man. Very, very oh so what what, what did the that. students say about about their programs are they uh, how are they accepting it at all i think our attendance yeah, I, I think like, and I'm sure these guys will agree, like when, when people come back to you year after year, uh, I, I think the beauty of, of our situation too is that we are one organization that's serving middle and high. So we have a really long relationship with these kids from grade five to grade 12, right? So I think when kids are coming back to us every single year, wanting to engage in programs and, and, and wanting, uh, you, you know, know, know who to go to, to ask, to get help or just to have a chat like with Quentin or, or, or call or Alyssa about whatever's 
bothering them that day as, as, as a student. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of them come to school specifically because they know at the end of the day, they are going to be met, you know, by Quentin or Carl or Alyssa in, in with some engaging uh, programs. So, you know, I think when you look at our attendance and you look at what we do, I think that speaks to, you know, sometimes it's more about behaviors, right? And what the behavior tells you versus what people tell you. And so I do think that that, that speaks to a lot of what kids think of our programs, what families think about programs as well. Do the kids have a favorite program? Um, I would say summer success. <laughs> so the summer success. And why, Quentin? Why is it summer success? <laughs> we all know why it's summer success <laughs> great program for the kids it's a totally different environment totally different atmosphere so we're at Saber virginia university we're there for four weeks we use one of their um, academic buildings and we also use their dining hall for breakfast and lunch oh it's all about the food as well as uh field trips every friday oh so, uh, Waterways, that's the last field trip of the year. Um, we went to United States of America. We went to, um, we went to go see, what movie was it? They wanted to see. They wanted to see Jurassic. Minions, oh, but Minions. we saw Jurassic Park. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we, we, can, uh, we come up with different uh, field trips for every Friday, each summer. Um, but Waterways is definitely the biggest draw. Um, so we repeat that at the end of every summer. Um, but it's definitely being on the campus. Um, we're right on the water. So you get a, a beautiful view um, from our building where we are on top of this campus, looking at the water. We got a big uh, grassy field area for um, yoga. They actually came um, this past summer. Um, we also had a gym class, so they had plenty of space for that. But definitely the food is the biggest draw. Um, you know, the fountain drinks. I mean, I had to limit them um, <laughs> a couple of times. Uh, I cut off soda probably day one. <laughs> uh, they, they, they had fun. It was Gatorade and water for the rest of the year, for the rest of the summer. But uh, the food they loved, they had plenty of options, pizza, salad, um, tacos. Uh, breakfast was pretty much the same. They would change little things here and there, but even myself, I loved it because I didn't have to pay for breakfast and lunch. <laughs> But it's 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 great. So that's probably their favorite program. Wait, I had to pay for that meal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, food is what gets people to go places too. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, is there gonna be food? <laughs> and there's nothing like being Mountain Dew wasted, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> do you know I have a secret Mountain Dew stash? I do know oh, you have one. Okay. <laughs> it's not so secret. <laughs> Um, could someone tell us a little bit about the Aquinnick Island Adult Learning Center program? Sure. Um, so at, as I uh, said, when I was talking about the three buckets of, of programming, the Aquinnick Island Adult Learning Center is one of the largest adult learning centers in the state of Rhode Island. It serves over 800 students. Um, again, everything from your basic 
adult ed programs, GED, ESL, multi-level employment compensation, um, ton of job training going on there. The program also serves as, as um, a hybrid one-stop for, for Aquidneck Island. You know, many, many years ago, Aquidneck Island had um, a network RI where folks could go in and work on a resume or get some interview skill pointers or do mock interviews and, you know, all those, all those work-ready uh, type programs and services. And many years ago, the state kind of pulled out. And so over time, our program has, has kind of um, made up for, for that, that gap of service. So we do have a case manager on site every day. And we do have a next step advisor who works solely with placing people in employment, solely working with employers on the island. Um, the center itself is also a um, GED testing center. And it is a certified nursing testing center, uh, which is uh, only one, we're, we're in that realm where there's only two of us in the state, us and uh, CCRI and Lincoln. So we do, we do get people from off island for testing and, and things of that nature. Um, but it is, it is a, a full functioning um, adult ed site. Uh, and uh, we just moved recently, as you might've read. Um, we moved from uh, 740 West Main Road, which was the old JFK building, um, to the Gateway Center, uh, right in the center of town. Um, and, and so that's a great location for us. It's a great location for, for our students. And we occupy the second and third floor of, of that building. And uh, we just cut the ribbon um, September 12th. Nope. And so we, we spent a, a lot of time during the summertime, these guys included, you know, moving, packing, screwing things into the wall, um, breaking down cardboard. I mean, I've never seen so much cardboard in my entire life. I mean, oh, it was, I don't know. We've got a lot here. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was bad. It was bad. So um, that's, it, you know, the, that program um, has really grown uh, tremendously under Kathy's leadership um, for the past uh, almost seven years now. And, um, and, you know, because we have uh, great relationships with industry partners on the island, you know, they, they help guide us in, in where sectors have shortfalls and, and where we can offer classes to fill those shortfalls. And, and our medical suite programs are very, very large because we also look at it as, you know, when you go back to our mission, we talk about, you know, self-sufficiency, you know, I think it's great that, that folks are taking the certified nursing program and that's wonderful. And when they get out of the program, you know, again, going back to that question, what's next for you? Are you gonna go into med tech? Because if you do and you get certified in that, you can make more money. Or are you gonna go into phlebotomy? Because if you do that, you can make more money there. And just those stackable kind of certifications really lends to going back again to our mission and you know, being self, self-sufficient and earning a, a wage that, that you can have your family survive on, to be honest with you. And um, so it's not a one and done type program there. You know, it's very goal driven, no matter if you're that GD student coming in for the first time or a pipe fitter, electrical and plumber that's working an apprenticeship, who's working on the job site, you know, during the day and then coming to us for, for the educational portion of, of the apprenticeship. Uh, yeah, what's the duration of, of a session? So it, it, it's by program. So, you know, your typical CNA program runs about 12 weeks. Um, GED and ESL, they run all year long on a, the, almost the same academic schedule that, that uh, the, the youth uh, travel on, which is about a 30, anywhere between a 32 and 35 week um, program, depending on, you know, the, the academic year and how the calendar falls out. 
but program to program, it just depends. You know, uh, med tech is about 15 weeks. EMT, which we just started in partnership uh, in collaboration with um, the uh, Newport Fire, um, that that's a 16 week program. So it just depends on the content and the intensity of the program and, and the certification tied to that. And if an adult wants to enroll in one of these programs or see what there is to offer, where would they look? They would just go right down to the Aquinnick Island Adult Learning Center at 23 America's Cup Boulevard, second floor, and walk right into reception and they'll take you from there. And uh, we, have a, we have a really good following. A lot of our following, believe it or not, because we, we assess this during, during intake, Kathy's staff does an awesome job of connecting with people and, and getting them to open up about you know, their goals and what they want to do. And so during that assessment process, you know, more than 74% of them say they heard about the program from either a family member or somebody that they knew that took the class, that took a class with us. So again, when you ask about success, I guess that's, you know, and what your folks are saying about you, I, I guess that's a great measure, right? Like they, they, they like the program so much that they're going to refer to a family member or a friend, and oh, by the way, they keep on coming back. Now that now they're going to say they heard it from this awesome podcast. I know they're going to say that definitely. Gonna We're going to put you as a check mark on our assessment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, a, a lot of the, the classes, the collaborations are all through uh, partnerships. So, any businesses, any organizations looking to connect and partner with the Newport Community School, what's the best way for them to contact? Uh, the, the best way for them to contact is to, is to call us, is to reach out to us um, and, or email us. Um, and we're always looking for new and different things for the kids to do. Uh, always looking to start new and different partnerships uh, and industry partners. You know, we're always willing to hear from those industry partners, particularly now. You know, uh, COVID has brought on a lot of things. Um, uh, and, and one of the things is that it's done is it's decimated certain pipelines of employment. The healthcare pipeline, it, it, was, it was pretty fragile, believe it or not, to begin with before COVID because we would get calls all the time from care facilities and hey, when's your next class like graduating and like, you know, what's this, what's that, you know? So, but when COVID hit, I mean, that was it. I mean, for a variety of reasons, whether people left the industry uh, or there was just so much need that, that they needed to fill that pipeline again. Um, EMT is a perfect example of, the, of why we established that partnership with, with the fire department is because they're seeing a shortfall in, in the pipeline for firefighters and EMTs. Um, and so we, we are pretty committed on the adult side to make sure we can do everything we can do to work with our industry partners to make sure that, that we can help fill those pipelines or ease those pipelines a little bit because at the end of the day, the folks that we're training are providing direct services to our citizens. And whether it's the elderly population or whether it's teacher assistant and working in our schools or you know, working as, as, as law enforcement or, or, or safety officials. And so we wanna do our part to make sure that everyone's well cared for. And, and that's the only way you can do it. You have to make sure that you have the human capital to, to be able to produce that. All right. Tracy, can you give us the, website, your web address? Sure. It's uh, www.newportcommunityschool.org. And uh, we're also on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Um, so you can find us there and connect with us there. And, um, you know, feel free to reach out. Awesome. We definitely will. We want to thank you all for your time today. Thank you for educating us on all the great work that you're doing at the Newport Community School. 
We greatly appreciate it. It sounds like the families and, and the youth are really, really appreciating all the great work you're doing. Please keep it up. Please keep in touch. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And thanks for having us because, you know, we don't, we don't um, get to do too many of these types of things to collectively and collaboratively together as a staff. Um, and and because we're always kind of bogged down in our daily work. So it was nice chatting with you guys today. And, and thank you. And thank you for everything that you're doing, getting word out and, and, and working on prevention. We, we greatly appreciate that. Our pleasure. Makes our job a little bit easier sometimes. <laughs> right. Hey, Alyssa, we'll be there at the next uh, wellness fair for you. Oh, perfect. I hope I am too. <laughs> I was going to tell Carl we we're going to be at Spanish class for cookies. French, French class. French, French yep. first. French class cookies. cookies. Um, and then we're coming to WaterWiz with Quentin. So we're right? going to be here. Yes, yeah. We're, we're going to be here. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> have a great day, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Have a great day. I'm Polly, and you've just listened to Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally preventable. Totally preventable.